sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. But it's all about you. And it's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you. And it's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. And it's all about you. And it's all about you, Jesus. So consume me, Lord, with the fire of your spirit consume me Lord and make me more like you just break me Lord and bless the Hands towards heaven and pray. 
continue to play something softly. We just want to uh, continue to remember Sister Sharon McCafferty, who is um, resting and recovering from her surgery. So we just want to remember her in prayer. Uh, Also, we just want to continue to remember uh, Sister Connie Hughes and Sister Mary Smith. Uh, They're also uh, still recovering, I believe. And so we just want to remember them. Also, just uh, continue to remember my aunt, Sister Karen Buchanan, uh, if we could just remember her in prayer. Um, I have here that uh, Sister Sherry Holly uh, wants us to remember her that on Monday she has a colonoscopy and also to remember her daughter-in-law who is uh, dealing with kidney stones. So we just want to remember them. Uh, Also, uh, Sister Karen uh, Morlier is uh, currently recovering um, and uh, has a cataract surgery on Monday. All right, so uh, is it Monday that you have it? You already had it. Okay, all right. So just uh, remember her in prayer (laughs) still. Uh, And we just want to uh, continue to remember uh, Luke and Haley. They are flying home this week, so we just want to uh, remember them, that the Lord will give them safe travels. And I have here uh, just a special unspoken request as well from someone here. So uh, I know we all have unspoken prayer requests as well that the Lord knows, so uh, just by the lifting of your hands. And uh, if you would stand with me, and if I could have Brother Josh just come and pray over these needs. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly 
Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we're just so thankful, Lord, to be in this presence, Lord, that you've uh, blessed us with, Lord, tonight in this sanctuary. We ask you, Lord, just to touch these needs, Lord, and minister, Lord, to everyone, uh, the ones that can and can't be here, Lord, tonight, and we pray for this uh, song service, Lord. May you just continue to be with the musicians, Lord, and worship leader, Lord, tonight, and uh, especially the Lord, the minister, Father, pray just can let this uh, word come forth, Lord, and may we be hearers, Lord, but also doers, Lord, of your word every day. We're thankful, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. We ask it all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. And uh, we have one special this evening uh, from Brother Matt, so I'll uh, just go ahead and have him uh, sing his special. Sing along. So long I'd searched for life's meaning, so enslaved by the world and my greed. Then the door of my prison was open. of tomorrow I'm free from the guilt of my past and I've traded my shackles for a glorious song and I'm free praise for 
Yeah. 
And if the ushers would just come at this time real quick so we can take up our tithe and offering. And now let's pull up the song, Because He Lives. Brother Andy, if you would, just pray the tithes and offering. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is
God bless you, Pilgrim. Good to have you in the house of the Lord. You can be seated tonight just for a moment here. And uh, we welcome all of you to the house of the Lord uh, tonight. Appreciate you coming. And I realize that Wednesday starts early, ends late, and uh, Thursday starts just about as early as Wednesday. And so we appreciate you coming tonight. And I know it's a, uh, a sacrifice, but I trust that the Lord will honor your sacrifice and give you something that uh, you can take home this week and uh, think about and uh, uh, enjoy and be challenged by. That's the, the whole purpose, and uh, we appreciate you being here. The Pew family is away tonight. They have a wedding in Florida uh, in their family, and so they're gone uh, on the road tonight, and we want to remember them in prayer. Um, maybe we'll let Brother Samuel uh, share he had just a real nice testimony on Sunday, and the Lord really did something in his own heart and life uh, while he was sitting here towards the end of the service, and uh, maybe we'll get him to share that with you. But uh, I, I just want to say to you, too, that uh, they appreciate, you know, they're a family who've been through a lot over the years and uh, come and, and uh, sojourning with us for a little while, and they, they really appreciate it. They told me uh, yesterday they, they just really appreciated how welcome everybody's made them feel, and uh, that's, that's the way it should be. Uh, that's certainly the way it should be. Uh, Sister uh, Karen is here tonight, and she's on recoup and, uh, from her surgery on uh, Monday. And uh, she sent me a request today. Her daughter, Caitlin, is married to Clayton. And Clayton uh, is the father of Lincoln. And you remember we've been praying for Lincoln uh, several times because he was not able to gain weight and just a little guy and stayed little and all of that. And I got a picture. I, don't, I, I can't show it here tonight, but I got a picture of him eating sweet potatoes. And uh, he's just a real healthy, fine-looking young fellow, and we're just very thankful for that. But uh, Clayton is 26 years old, and he had uh, COVID back uh, in December at the end of the year, and uh, he's just really gone through some difficulties as a result of that and uh, just um, uh, having problems getting back to, to work and so forth. And so we've been asked to remember him in prayer, and uh, I offered uh, to Sister Karen and would certainly be glad to sit down and chat with him and uh, got some physical issues going on, probably some emotional issues going on there. And um, if you don't mind just remembering him in prayer, we don't know him, but we have a connection uh, to him. And whenever we have that connection, I think it's important for us to pray. And you you really don't know what uh, God's doing in people's hearts. And we, we really don't know. And all of a sudden, you know, someone, uh, someone can express an interest and uh, it might be something that draws them to the Lord, and they don't even realize that's the hand of God bringing them to a place of repentance and salvation. And uh, but I, I will just say this: that I, I think more and more in the world we live in, as it's falling apart um, and decaying very quickly, uh, there will be people turn to you more frequently because they see something solid in you, and they see something real in you. And we're not affected by all the different ups and downs in the world. And they should see a stability in us. They should see a consistency in us. And they should see uh, a resource in us that they can sometimes even, if nothing else, they'd ask you to pray. Just like uh, Sister Crystal was, uh, you know, approached by her, her manager in her hospital to ask her to bring this need to the church to pray for the hospital in the staffing situation in the hospital there. And... Uh, you know, that's, that's an, to me, that's an unusual thing, but 
they see something in a believer. People out there without a hope, they very often look for something that's real, something, somebody that has a real anchor and a real solidness about them. And so I think we'll see more and more of that as we, uh, as we go along for sure. But we want to remember uh, Clayton, uh, Hannes, and uh, just trust that the Lord will uh, undertake for him and uh, bless him. Sister uh, Grace said the same thing with her uh, employer, her boss, and going through a difficult time. And, uh, you know, she was um, open to discussing that issue as she's going through. And, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes uh, people are just watching you, you know, and just thinking, well... uh, don't even know how to ask sometimes, don't even know how to approach a believer. But, you know, they, they do see something, and I think that's, that's important. Over in the uh, book of Habakkuk, and you don't need to turn to it tonight, I just wanted to read a little passage here. Uh, this is not our text because <laughs> I'm not preaching tonight. We have a guest who's here tonight. But over in the book of Habakkuk, uh, he regards at the, end of the, at the end of the chapter and at the end of uh, the book of Habakkuk, he writes, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, and neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. This is the way Habakkuk looks at it. You know, He says, though all of those things, everything around me is failing. Nothing around me is working. He says in the next verse, in verse 18, he says, Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. And I, I, I read that, and then the last verse says in 19, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hind's feet, and he will make me to walk upon high places uh, as I walk with him. And so I, I, just, I was just uh, pondering on that, and I thought, uh, you know, it's just amazing how that, uh, you know, as, as he's standing there at the end of his ministry, at the end of the book of Habakkuk there, and looking around and seeing everything about him, that should be working, not working. It's all failing. There's no, no harvest. There's no good fruit. There's nothing, uh, no, no cattle in the stalls. And uh, he says, you know, so what am I supposed to do? And he simply says it this way, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Salvation contains many, many good things. And I think it's a, it's a wonderful thing for us to rest in that salvation and enjoy it and say, Lord, we know that you have a table spread for us in the presence of our enemies. And at the last days when everything is breaking down and falling apart and, uh, you know, going, uh, going uh, sideways, uh, we still always have the God of our salvation to lean on. We still have always the God of our salvation to look to. And uh, I, I, think it, uh, I think it behooves us to never forget that, that in, in the atmosphere that we live in, it can be pretty depressing. It can be uh, pretty negative. It can be pretty frightening even, you know, when you start to listen to the news and start to see all the things that are happening in the world around us here. And, uh, you know, if you follow the news about Ukraine and that situation over there, it depends on which hour you're listening. One hour they say, well, Russia's pulling back. The next hour they say, no, they're not. They just moved more troops in place and they're just juggling them around and everything else. And so, uh, you know, we really don't know what each day holds. You don't know what's going to ding on your phone in the next uh, ding that you get. But I'll tell you what, no matter what happens, the God of our salvation, he's, heavens and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. And God has sent a great light in this last day to shine upon the word and give us the understanding we have. And we should rejoice in the God of our salvation. 
we have a lot to be thankful for. Let's stand to our feet tonight. We're going to invite Brother Diggs to come and uh, just uh, share what's on his heart. And we were having, Eliza and I were coming down the way today, and we had a Bible study the whole way down, uh, just about, in, in the truck. And we really were rejoicing over the things we were talking about in relation to salvation. And then I got here, and I was talking with someone else who wants to be baptized, Lord willing, on this weekend. And uh, we're going to do that uh, on Sunday. And uh, Brother Diggs was in the office, and I said, you know, this is, uh, sorry for the interruption here, but we are just talking about that. And he said, hey, this is just exactly what I was going to talk about tonight and, and discuss in, in, uh, you know, from his point of view. And I said, well, I said, that's uh, the mouth of two or three witnesses, so we'll just accept that and, and just uh, come expecting tonight. So let's sing that uh, little chorus, There is None Like You. Let's sing it tonight. We'll invite Brother Diggs to come. He needs no introduction, no stranger among us, and uh, you just put your feet under the table and just draw from the wells tonight. There is none, none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you. I could search for all eternity. Search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. We've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in this life. Somebody probably was inspired to write that song in a time where they was going through something. You know, it might have been maybe a struggle in their life, but, you know, uh, the prophet of God said when Christ comes in, he stays consistent. 
You know, so sometimes things come or arise in our life and inspiration comes like this. We've been made more than conquerors. We're more than victorious. So sometimes when you sing, you have to catch the inspiration that the songwriter had. And that's such a powerful inspiration. We're more than conquerors. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord again. It's good to see everyone. We thank the Lord for Pastor Barry. Amen. It's always been a blessing unto me. And I'm sure he's a blessing unto you guys and people all over the world. You know, but, you know, the thing we have in common, all of us, is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the message of the hour, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we thank God for his grace and his mercy. Let's get right into the word of God. I'm not a man of many words, so we're just going to try to get out the way and let God have his way. Let's just pray and we'll read the word. If you have an unspoken request, you can acknowledge the Lord by an uplifted hand. Lord God, we know that we are in perilous times right now, Father. But Lord, one thing we can hold fast to is that you are consistent, Lord. And you're intentional, Lord. And everything about you concerning us, there's a purpose in it, Father. No matter what we might see, no matter how we might feel, there's something that the Father is producing and doing in our lives. So, Father, we pray that you would help us to be content, Lord. We're being shaped and being molded into the image of your mind that you had before the foundation of the world. And, Lord God, we pray that you would remove all fear from, from your people, Lord, all anxiety, anything, Lord, that hinders the move of God tonight. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. Forgive us for our sins and trespasses. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Church, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Romans chapter 10. Romans Chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Let's go to um, verse. Let's just read verse 9. Romans 10 and 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews 4 and I believe I won't. Yeah, let's let's go to um, 14. Hebrews 4 and 14. The Bible says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Church, I want to let you know God knows what you're going through. But was in all points tempted like as we were, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of, of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in 
time of need. Amen. May the Lord bless reading of his word. You can have your seats tonight. Amen. By the grace of God, my subject tonight is honest confession. Honest confession. You know what? I, I kind of I want to approach this not from a, a, a sinner's point of view, but from a, a, a believer's point of view who know they need more of God in their life. You know, and the only way to get something from God is to acknowledge that you need his help. You know, and I think too often we, we, we over-scripturalize things when it comes to God. You know, the best thing we can do when it comes to God is just be honest with him. Because he knows your motive, your objective. He knows the thought and intent behind each and every heart. But, you know, before I get going, I, I just, I, you know, I kind of woke up just morning early. And just that word just was dealing with me, confession, confession. And, you know, just in my physical being, I was feeling a little tired, a little weak. You know, and that word confession, you know, the Lord started dealing with me. That if, if you confess the right thing over you, you will see what you confess. Because we're in the hour where the spoken word has been returned to the believer. Amen. How many believe that? If you have the Holy Ghost, God loves to hear his word recited back unto him. Amen. So when you speak the word, you're reminding God of what he's already said. So you know what I started doing that morning? I started to, I went to Isaiah and I read the scripture, you know, where it says that by his stripes we're healed. So over and over and over again, I began to say, with his stripes I'm healed. With his stripes I'm healed as I was ironing. With his stripes I'm healed as I was fixing breakfast. With his stripes I'm healed as I walked out the door. With his stripes I'm healed. What was I doing? I was confessing over myself. Hallelujah. I was confessing what I believe should take place in my life. Hallelujah. And I say to you tonight, don't confess negative things over your life. Amen. Have a positive confession. What's that positive confession? The confession of Jesus Christ is my Savior. Hallelujah. We want to dive into that a little bit. You know, uh, the Bible says in, um, in Psalms 32, it says, I acknowledge my sins unto thee and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord and thou forgavest the iniquity in my of my sins. Selah. Hallelujah. See, David is saying, Lord, I'm not going to hold anything back. I've done some things that I'm not proud of, but I'm confessing that thing to you because you are my God. You are my help. Hallelujah. You are my banner. You are my strong tower. You are my deliverer. You are my beginning and my end. So why shouldn't I confess that unto you? Hallelujah. He's the one who's holding our lives in his hands. I want you to understand that your life doesn't belong to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're basically giving God control. Hallelujah. That's what we want. We want to give God control. You're saying, Lord... I know this body was born unto sin, but I acknowledge I'm not living up to the standard of why you created me. Hallelujah. That's why we repent. Amen. That's why uh, Luther repented. Amen. Because he realized that the Catholic Church was not living up to the standard of why God created them. 
Hallelujah. Then came Wesley. Although Luther repented, Wesley realized he had to repent because he wasn't living up to the standard for his day. And then on the next, the next reformer, they repented. Why? Because they wasn't living up to the standard of their day. Then here we come with a prophet, Malachi 4, telling us to do what? Repent. Hallelujah. Come out of her, my people. Why? Because we wasn't living up to the standard for our day. So the first things first, God wanted us to confess our sins. Make it right. Lord, I am not a Baptist. I am not a Methodist. Hallelujah. I am a child of God. See, so confession is not always to admit, oh, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it. Hallelujah. Let's read this. Oh, my. Listen. This is what the prophet of God, he says, only by your confession can you be saved. Amen, church? Only by your confession. Not by your parents, not by your mama, your daddy. It has to come out of your mouth. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal savior. Hallelujah. Let's make it personal. He said, he says, only by your confession can you be saved. That's the most powerful weapon that God put in the hand of the believer. That God put in man. Hallelujah. Anybody feel strong tonight? Anybody feel powerful tonight? You should feel real powerful if you've confessed your sins unto God. Clearly, God gave the prophet some insight on what it means to confess. Hallelujah. He said that's the most powerful weapon put in the hand of man. What is it? Confession. Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm not able. Lord, I'm sorry. But you know what the devil will do, Brother Barry? He'll tell us, don't you tell nobody that. (laughs) You got to be quicker than that. That's what the devil will do. He'll He'll try to have all kind of stuff to make you afraid to come clean. What is he trying to do? He's trying to keep you powerless. Because he knows as long as there's something there which is unbelief, he can stand there. Hallelujah. But he says, the most powerful weapon that God put in the hand of man is a committal and a confession. Hallelujah. He said, it'll do it every time. If you believe it, accept it. On those bases and believe it and stay with it, keep confessing it when you confess it. Hallelujah. See, so church, when you come to God, come to God with your heart honest. Don't come trying to, and I've I've done this before. (laughs) Don't come to God trying to negotiate. You know, we come to God and say, Lord, if you do this, I'll do that. (laughs) God don't work like that. He going to do what he want to do anyway, whether you keep your part or not. Hallelujah. But the best thing for us to do, I remember, you know, uh, y'all heard the story, you know, where I, uh, the Lord was calling me to go full-time evangelism, and, 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 and I wasn't quite ready to do it, Brother Barry. You know, I'm thinking about them 40 hours. I need that 40-hour paycheck, Lord. And God was like, no, go full-time. I said, God, I, you, you showed us, Lord, you showed us you. You know how we do. God's trying to push us into what he has for us. And we're looking at it in a natural realm. You know what I should have just said? Lord, I'm not ready. (laughs) But you know what I did? I kept working, I kept working, kept working, kept working. Till one day, I said, Lord, 
Because things just wasn't going right with the job. God is so intentional. Hallelujah. He's so intentional, church. Uh, I drove trucks for a living. God let the whole trucking industry fail. To get one man on the field. I'm sorry, everybody, that happened. <laughs> but it happened. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I had to either make a decision to go forward with God or hold on and struggle in the trucking industry. And you know what I did? Because I'm a man, I held on and struggled in the trucking industry. <laughs> and then God comes and he says, I'm going to still ride you till you do what I want you to do. And you know what, church? It got worse. Then my health started messing up. I started, y'all, y'all remember the testimony where I say my eyes started closing on me. You know how that came about? I made a deal with God. Yeah. <laughs> I said, Lord, if you want me to go full-time evangelism, I ain't going to quit. You got to do something. Little did I know I was going to start going blind. So I can't drive no more. That's what it was all about. That's what was hindering me, my ability to drive. So what did God do? He took away my ability to drive just to get me right in the channel of faith. Hallelujah. And what was he doing? God God gave me what I asked for. (laughs) Not the way I wanted it. Hallelujah. But he gave me what I asked for. He said, hey, if you want me to do something, I'm going to do something. I'm going to make sure you get out of that truck. And you're going to get out and you're going to stay out. <laughs> because you're going to remember the next time I tell you to do something, you better go do it. Hallelujah. And church, from that point, hallelujah, when there were things that came in my life and I didn't quite understand it, I went to God honestly in prayer and said, Lord, please help me to understand this. Lord, please give me direction. Lord, 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 I, I, I can't do this without you. Church, that's what God wants from us. He don't want us to come to him. Oh, you know, I think people misinterpret the scripture where it says come boldly before the throne. That don't mean come up there thinking you something. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. What he means, he means come boldly. He said he's telling you you have access. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He's saying you have access to come before him, confess and receive mercy. But too often we hear people say, God told me to come boldly because I'm a son. Yeah, you're a son, but he wants you to walk meek and low. Hallelujah. But church, as I look at the scripture and there's so many different things where the Lord, he tells us, he says, I'm a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of your infirmities. Hallelujah. God knows exactly what we're going through. And he don't, in this time, in this hour, God doesn't want us to hold on to any baggage. If you got a problem with certain things in your life, confess it unto the Lord. Let's keep going. Matthew chapter 28. Why confess? Because we got to look and acknowledge who we confessing to. That's why the churches messed it up. They made it an open confession to one another or some bishop or some pastor or some priest. No, we're not confessing unto them. We're confessing unto the one who died for you that could change your life. If you come in a prayer line and you know that there's something you need to confess, you're not confessing to me or Brother Barry. We can't take away your sin. 
Hallelujah. But we stand here as agents to touch and agree with you in prayer. Hallelujah. But God is the only one that can take that thing out of your life. Hallelujah. God is the only one, hallelujah, that can make Satan back up. Hallelujah. And if there's a gift there which we pray by, what is it? It's the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's still no man. Amen. Hallelujah. So church, he says in Matthew chapter 28, why should we, why should we confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior? Listen. Matthew 28, 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. There's no other being, no other God, no other entity that can make that claim. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not a doctor, not a surgeon, whatever you are, a car salesman, a real estate agent, none of them, a financial advisor. Nobody can say, All power is given unto me. Tell me your problem. No, nobody else can make that claim but Jesus. Hallelujah. So this is why we confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior because he clearly told us that all power on heaven and earth is given unto me. So that means he can control your diabetes. He can control your, your anxiety. He can control, hallelujah, your depression. He can control your job. He can control your family. But you have to put him in his place. And his place is at the head of your life. Holy. Hallelujah. Church, we're not just walking around reading scriptures and quoting quotes. No. We're recipients of God's mercy. We're recipients of the work of Calvary's cross. Holy. And you know what? I feel real good. You know why? Because I confessed over myself, by your stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. Amen. If you put Christ, think about it. I want you to think about it. And I ain't going to be long. Y'all know I'm about to close. I want you to think about it. Think about the area in your life that's giving you the most trouble right now. What you have to do is put Christ in the middle of that, between you and that. Hallelujah. Because you already belong to him. And he's got, not going to let anything consume you, hallelujah, that he hasn't put there to make you better. <laughs> Woo! Go ahead. That's what I love about God, Brother Barry. Even when I'm going through something, it's for my good. Even when I fall short, it's for my good. God wants me to confess it just so he can come help me. Woo! Now that's what you call a good God. Are you with me, church? Yeah. We're going to make it real simple before we close. How many has confessed him as a father? God is our Jehovah. He who exists and dwells with his family. Amen. He's the head of our house. Amen. Hallelujah. God is my father. Hallelujah. He's the one who's taking care of the house. Amen. And just as a father, amen, or a parent, I'll say, you think about your child. You know what we do when we chastise our children? Now, I come from a, a different kind of chastisement from most of y'all. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And now that we all saved, you know, we, 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 we have fun with those, those uh, 
child abuse whippings we got. <laughs> we have fun with those things right now because, you know, uh, back then we didn't realize it was for our good. And what the children are getting these days don't even compare. The discipline that we grew up with, and I know I ain't the only one, the discipline that we grew up, our generation, hallelujah, is the reason why we became what we became. Or, or, or we're more stable than what we are. This generation is so weak. Why? Because they took the authority away from the parents to raise the children according to the scripture. Hallelujah. And when you take the scripture out of the home, you destroy the child. Because the Bible says raise up a child. How? In the way that they should go. Why? According to Jesus Christ is my Savior. See, it all comes back to him. Hallelujah. But you think about it. As a father, as a parent, God is our Jehovah. He's, our, he's, 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 he's the one who dwells with his family. As a parent, amen, you think about this. You have even more grace for your child when they tell you the truth. Talk to me now. Especially when you know they did it. And they look you in your face because of their nature. Because of the nature we were born with. Did you do that? Did you? Y'all know I like to talk about the cookies. Did you take them chocolate chip cookies? Chocolate didn't melt it all around their mouth. Their hands sticky. Oh, they got all the evidence. And why do you bring judgment? Because their confession wasn't honest. You got the evidence. You see everything they've done. All you wanted from them is just to confess the truth. And if they would have confessed the truth, what would have came? Mercy. For some of y'all. Because I know we told the truth sometimes and still got it. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Still got it. And when I say got it, I mean got it. But think about it, church. God the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, he wants us to be honest in our confession because he already knows what you're going to do. He already knows you did it. Hallelujah. He just wants you to be honest. And us as natural parents, all we want is our children just to tell us the truth. Think about this. Think about you raising your child up in church and they struggling or maybe a young girl, she's struggling with a boyfriend or this and that and you trying to raise her right. And she comes to you as a parent and say, mom, dad, I'm just, I'm struggling so bad. I know We've been raised better than us. I know I'm not supposed to be talking to a boy or talking to a girl. Just, just, just please pray for me. You go in more earnest prayer for that child being honest. But if they tell you a lie, <coughs> you're going to reap what you sow. The Bible says, be not unequally yoked. We'll come up with every scripture to condemn them in that moment. Why? Because they hadn't been honest. Hallelujah. So it depends on how they come is the kind of way the father or the parents received them. Hallelujah. So I'm making this example naturally because, amen, natural things type out spiritual things. So you got to think about how we approach God. Do we approach God honest or are we trying to make deals with God? Lord, I promise, if you bless me with this amount of money, I'll, I'll be faithful paying my tithes. You ain't paid it last time you got money. 
So you know what God will do when you start praying that prayer. God will say, "La la 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 la." That's what God will do. You're like, I don't hear you, man. You ain't you ain't gonna do it. If you can't do it with a little, how you gonna do it with a lot? Hallelujah. But when honest confession is made, hallelujah, the mercy of God comes in, hallelujah. I'm going to bring, let's let's talk about David for a second. Remember David, a man of the God's very own heart. Can I get amen? amen? David wasn't a man who just was living on the earth at that time. No, David was chosen by God. Hallelujah. He, he, he had the, the heart of God. God said, I'm done with Saul. I want a man who's going who's gonna to live life according to my desire. Woo! That's how connected David was. David was a man. God said, he's a man after my very own heart. The way David thought was the way God thought. The thing David desired, God desired. He was a man of his very own heart. But one day David committed adultery. <laughs> One day David did something he wasn't supposed to do. He was blinded by his own lust. And that got the best of him. And now here comes Nathan. Hallelujah. This is 2 Samuel uh, chapter 12. Y'all can go back and read it. I'm gonna just, we just going to hit the highlights of it. You know, uh, this is with David and Bathsheba. We know the story. David takes the man's wife. Hallelujah. Has the man kills, impregnates the wife, and tries to hide and cover it all up. As if God didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> How many of us in here tonight are trying to cover up God dealing with your heart? The last person that tried to do that, he got hit by a pillar of fire, a pillar of light. Paul, trying to cover up the pool, the prick. He's trying to cover it up by persecuting something he didn't understand when it was God all along. But it was God pulling him that way. And because he couldn't understand it through his own knowledge, he came against it. And God says, how are you coming against me? God knocks him off. And he says, Paul, how long will you continue to kick against the prick? How long will you continue to fight against what I'm doing on the inside? Hallelujah. Just confess, Lord, I don't understand who they are, what they're doing. Just help me. But Paul didn't do that. Paul went off his own strength, and then God had to come and knock him off his high horse. And once God did that, he got an honest confession out of Paul, hallelujah, and then he had a servant, hallelujah, for life. What did that confession do? That confession brought the mercy of God in his life. Hallelujah. He says, who are thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. And now the whole attributes of Christ is now on display for Paul's exposure. Hallelujah. As a healer, he healed his eyes, gave him his sight back. Amen. Hallelujah. And then he began to guide and lead Paul into a place where Paul became a tool of inspiration. But first, he had to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. So you think about it, church. How often do we get in tight spots and all God is trying to get you to do is bring out another level of confession? Church, I've gone through things where God had to uncover some things that were laying there in the inside that I didn't know were there. And you know, before we enter into that place of perfect love, you're going to have to be tested. Hallelujah. Not with the people in the 
in, 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 in denomination. No. Because they'll say something crazy, you'll be like, ain't they denomination. But what about that person sitting right next to you? They say something you just can't quite get next to. And you just can't quite put your finger on it. Then it's going to become a test. <laughs> what I want you to catch though. It's not their test. It's your test. They might even said it. They might even did it wrong. But God allowed you to see it so you could grow. Hallelujah. God will take us through things that we can't even understand just to get us to grow. Hallelujah. Just to bring out a more honest confession in our life. Hallelujah. How do we get to perfect love? By experiencing perfect hatred. Let me make myself clear. The only way you get perfect love is to experience perfect hatred. To get to a place where you felt like you've been done so wrong. And you can't stand that person. You hate their guts. And you're supposed to be a Christian filled with the Holy Ghost. But you got something going on in the inside. What's happened? God allowed that so he could bring up all that hidden anger. So he could bring up all that hidden stuff that's on the inside. All, all that stuff that's been laying there dormant. Hallelujah. He allowed you to go through that so he could bring it up and clean it off. Hallelujah. Because if you got the Holy Ghost, what the Holy Ghost is going to do, you, do to you, you get so angry, so mad, and then you just, that thing starts swelling up in you, swelling up in you. If you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will come and check it. The Holy Ghost will say, that's not me. Amen. Deal with it. Then what happens? You go to God and confess it. You go to God and you say, Lord, I don't want to be like this. Lord, I don't want to live like this. Lord, I don't want to have this kind of uh, 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 anger in my heart. Hallelujah. So you deal with it and God takes it away and you don't look. You know what real forgiveness is? Forgiveness said, Brother Barry did me wrong. Hallelujah. Real forgiveness is not, I, 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 I forgive you, but I ain't going to forget. That's what we do. Let's be honest. We do that with family members. We do that with people in the church. We done been done wrong. I, brother, praise the Lord. I got to forgive you. I shake your hand, but I ain't going to deal with you now. You know what? You haven't forgiven yet. I get this example from my pastor. He says, true forgiveness is, if, if Brother Barry did me wrong, I felt like he did me wrong, whenever I see him, I don't even think about that thing that happened between us. I see him as a brother I love and I appreciate and I can shake his hand without any kind of unhidden, any hidden feelings in my heart. If you see that person that did you wrong and every time you see them, you think about what they did, you haven't forgiven them yet. So what God is trying to do, he's trying to get an honest confession out of you to say, Lord, I'm still hurt. <laughs> I'm still hurt by what they did. Lord, I'm still in pain. I still think about that thing. Until you get there, your love will never get perfect. But when it does, hallelujah, it cleans the slate. Hallelujah. Think about how Jesus could look at the people who crucified him and say, Father, forgive them. But that, that's not the greatest part. The greatest part, he's going to let that same mercy come back around to those same old people that killed him. 
He's going to put them back in position, hallelujah, to be saved again. Now that's real love. Like they say, you get me once, shame on, shame on you. You get me twice, shame on me. Christ put himself in a position to be God for a second time. Don't get nervous, I'm coming down. You know the jumbo, the jumbo jet, it take a little time to get down there. Got to come through the clouds. Got to shake it up a little bit, though. Then we're going to get there. Hallelujah. But, you know, we, we, David, right here, Nathan comes. I'm going to just read a verse. Nathan comes and he, he, he tells David a parable. Like, David, there's one man who had one sheep. This other one had so many other sheep. I'm paraphrasing. I don't know the exact number right now. You can go back and read it. He said he had this many. The other guy had this many. And he said the one with, 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 with so much went and took that man's one sheep. David said, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> you know, we do the same thing. We see somebody who in the message mess up and we judge them by the message when all God could be doing is bringing them to a strengthening place y'all believe people can get on their deathbed and repent and make it to heaven <laughs> they can do it they can, they can get right there on their deathbed make everything right with God and make it Hallelujah. so we don't know sometimes God allows these things to happen to see what kind of character you got Hallelujah. But what we do is we, we, we see certain things with our own eyes and we start confessing things into people's life. My, think about it if it was you. What I do now, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to say this, but what I do now when, when if, if somebody hears something about me and, 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 and they judge it or whatever the case goes, I just call them Eliphaz. That's one of Joe's buddies. So that's their name. I call him Eliphaz. I think it's pronounced Eliphaz. He was one of the ones who came to Job and said, you're a secret sinner. But Job was a man of God all that time until they started seeing stuff. Stuff that they had no evidence or proof of. Why it was going on. That's why the prophet preached a message presuming. Hallelujah. Let's not get over there. And Job kept, Job kept confessing. Lord, I ain't, I ain't did nothing. Lord, I ain't did nothing. Everybody come to Josie's. I ain't did nothing. I'm telling you, all, everything good. Nobody believed him based upon what they saw. Now you take King David. King David and, and did this and took this man's wife and got this man killed, all these things. Nathan comes with the parable and said, David, this man did this, this other man. He did this, this other man took his, his sheep, his lamb. He was really talking about his wife. And David, I'm going to kill him. Where he at? I'm going to kill him. Nathan said, David, that man is you. <laughs> now think about David. We're about to wrap it up. We didn't let the landing get out. But it's a little windy, so we might have to circle back around. <laughs> Church, think about it. Think about David. What, what could have came over him in that moment? I'm the king. I'm the king, man. I can do, I can have whoever I want. I'm the king. You can't tell me. God has, listen, God has vindicated me. Was he not vindicated? Hallelujah. He had the oil, the horn poured over him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David had situations where he said, Lord, if you want me to go, give me a sign. David sit there and wait and the trees start blowing. He was vindicated. Hallelujah. 
So think about if David wasn't in the right place, he could have got puffed up right there. When all God was trying to do was get him to grow. God allowed that to happen to get something out of him. Think about that. That's, 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 that's sweet right there, Brother Barry. That's good. I'm going to have to put that one in my pocket. God allowed things to happen to get something out of us. Hallelujah. Church, now Nathan, Nathan does this and this and David, hallelujah. Listen, verse, verse um, uh, 2 and 12. He says, and David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Look at that. David confessed his right way. He made his confession honest. David didn't come and try to clean it up. He didn't come and say, well, Bathsheba, no. And you know the prophet of God said she knew that David would come out on the, on the, on the balcony certain times a day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Think about that, church. Hallelujah. So David could have said, she know I come out there like that. She's tempting me. Could have said that, but right here, what did he say? He said, I have sinned against the Lord. And because he had an honest confession, what came after that? Mercy. Hallelujah. Because he had an honest confession, listen to Nathan. He said, Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shall not die. Just because he had an honest confession. Think about that, church. If we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, everything that Christ is comes back into the believer's life if you will accept it. If you will accept it, the grace and the mercy that, 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 that belongs to God, he gives it back to the believer when we confess him as our Savior. Amen. It, it, the, the, the scripture says, uh, um, how's it go? Uh, to believe on Christ, you must first believe that he is. Hallelujah. So you ask yourself, what are you believing that Christ is? In this moment for David, he was mercy. Hallelujah. Because his confession was right. Hallelujah. For Abraham, hallelujah, he was Isaac. Amen. Because of his confession. Hallelujah. He had to grow into that, but that was his confession. Amen. Amen. And for various ones, different things. Hallelujah. When they confessed right, God came on the scene to be whatever they needed for that moment. Amen. The prophet of God said that's what God was doing. He's God of morphe. He was changing mass to meet the scene in the believer's life. See, everybody might not have a problem with lust, but if you confess in your area, God will deal with that. Some people might have a love of money. Some people might have a love of women or men or whatever, cars or houses, whatever it is. But whatever you confess unto God is what he will be. He can be touched, hallelujah, by the feelings of your infirmities. The scripture says, amen, and uh, what scripture? I want um, Romans, I mean, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus Christ. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast what we believe. Come on, musicians, I'm closing. 
Let us hold fast what we believe unto God and don't change your confession. Amen. But there's another, there's another way where the prophet, he says, he said, we've been confessing and not possessing. So we don't want to just talk a good talk. We want these things to manifest in our life. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your healer, stay still until he heals you. And if that healing is a body change, praise God. <laughs> a friend of mine, he's going on to be with the Lord now. He had got cancer in his spine, something like that. It was real, real bad when they found it. And uh, I knew him ever since I was a kid. He's a minister and everything. And, uh, he had got cancer in his, in his spine. You, do, do you know Harry Harrison? Do you know him? Well, he had cancer in his spine, and, and you know, he got real, real sick. You know, and people was coming to see him. And he started telling everybody, when y'all come see me, don't tell nobody I got cancer. And he was like he was in bad shape. And different people would come and say, man, we need to pray for him. We need to do this, we need to do that. He telling people, don't tell nobody that he got cancer. But when we talked, I understood where he was coming from. He said to me, he said, if it's God's will, I'm going to be healed. If it's God's will for me to go, I'm going to go. So what I'm doing is I'm resting in God's will. No matter how y'all might look at it, either way, I'm in God's will. If I'm healed, God's will. If I go, God's will. Hallelujah. So was he healed? He was healed trusting in the will of God. Hallelujah. We're not dealing with natural circumstances. We're dealing with what God has for us. Just confess the right thing over your soul. Amen. The right thing over your life. And his confession was, by stripes I'm healed either way I go. (laughs) Go And he went on to be with the Lord. And you know what, church? He's healed. See, we can't lose when our confession is right. He confessed the Lord Jesus Christ as his healer. Yeah, on this side, his natural body could have been healed. But on that side, his soul was already taken to God. Which one is the greater healing? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Church, so when 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 we think about confession... Confession doesn't mean you're weak. Confession brings the grace and mercy of God to the believer's life. So don't hold on to things that, that's, that's, that's making life tough or, 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 or you feel like you're falling short. No, take it to God in prayer and say, Lord, I need help in this area. Because that's the way he comes to your rescue, by you inviting him in. Hallelujah. You the prophet of God, he said, it's no good for you to, uh, whichever room you tell God to stay in, that's where he's going to stay. You have to invite him to the whole house. Hallelujah. Because he wants to walk in the whole house. Amen. He wants to, he wants to know everything. He wants you to give him every area about you. Hallelujah. And until we do that, your confession is not honest. Because some people, they'll, 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 they'll serve the Jesus Christ of church. But they won't serve the Jesus Christ of my business or my house or my, 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 my relationship. They have sections where they put God. 
No, he wants it all. Amen. God wants it all. And we ought to want to give it all to him. Because remember, why do we confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior? Matthew 28. Because all power in heaven and earth is given unto him. How many believe it? Let's pray. Y'all play that song again. We've been made in God. Let's pray, let's pray. Lord Jesus, Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the honor and glory, Lord. And Father, we truly confess you over our lives, Lord. Lord, we put you the head of our house, the head of our relationships, the, the head of our businesses, Lord, the head of our finances, our health, Lord, our church. Lord, everything about us, Lord, we want, we confess you to be the head of that thing, Lord. Because you are all in all. You are our grace, you are our mercy. And we come boldly tonight, Lord, asking for help in those areas that no one else sees but you, Lord. Father, we pray that you continue to bless this church and with Barry, his, his, his natural family, church family, Lord God, and just keep us all connected to your merciful throne. In the precious, wonderful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. The church say amen. Victorious through the blood of Jesus Yes, we've been made more than conquerors, overcomers in this fight. We've been made victorious through the blood of Jesus
sense out of confusing situations. You bring peace where there is no peace. You help us, Lord, in ways that sometimes are beyond our understanding. 
because you are the Prince of Peace. And I just want to say thank you, Lord, and I, I appreciate your mercies to us. I appreciate you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. And Lord, I pray you'd help all of us as we live this life, that we would continue, Lord, to make it a practice to make an honest confession that you are the God of our salvation and you are good and you are all-powerful and you always know what's best. Lord, may our confession be simple but clear and may it be from our hearts. We love you and we thank you and we ask, Lord, that you'd bless the balance of our week. There are some that are sick and need your touch tonight, Lord, and I commit them to you because I believe that you're a healer tonight, the same as you ever were. Lord, we think about Lucas and Haley and traveling back, and may you just have your angels encamped around about them to bring them back safely. There are unspoken needs and situations, Lord, that we just need your help with, and we're praying that you would just give us wisdom, Lord, in knowing what to do. We think of those people, Lord, that you're dealing with in their heart that want to step out and surrender their life to you and get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I I just pray to the Lord that you would just deal with every heart that is seeking you tonight. Have your way among us. Have your way within us. And bless Brother Diggs, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's already done. It's already done. Sing as you go tonight. God bless you. It's already done.